Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, a no-nonsense approach to everything preparedness. My name is Terry, and I am your host here on The Breakdown. For those of you who don't know me, I have a background in the fire service where I have worked as a professional career firefighter and paramedic. I have also served a couple years in the military, and I have spent the better part of the last 25 to 30 years learning and prepping in some form or another. I currently own a preparedness supply company and serve as an instructor in many disciplines, including firearms and medical training. So with that covered, let's get started with today's episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. All right, everybody. Today's date is Saturday, January 22nd, 2022. And this is going to be episode four alpha. Don't get overwhelmed. We're back fresh off of our gun show appearance last weekend in Council Bluffs, Iowa. We're excited that we were able to meet many of you and introduce you to this podcast. I hope you are excited about following us and learning more as we delve into everything preparedness here on The Breakdown. In episode one alpha, The Journey, I talked about the four most important concepts that you need to know to be successful in giving yourself, your family, and loved ones the best chance of being well prepared. In episode two alpha, we looked at the most important of those concepts, which was having the right mindset. In episode three alpha, we looked at the second most important concept, which is training knowledge, skills, and abilities are far more important than physical preps. So today, we will look at the third most important of these concepts, don't get overwhelmed. When I first got into prepping seriously, I started to research all the things I needed to buy and or acquire to, quote, be prepared. This laundry list was a mile long and then some. As a beginning prepper, I started out with a go-to staple every prepper thinks they need, guns and ammo. This is the tried and true resource that some preppers think is the end-all, be-all to prepping. The more guns and ammo I can acquire, the better off I will be, right? I mean, if I have 1,000 rounds of 5.56 and 500 rounds of 9mm and three of each of these guns, then nobody can stop me and I will be able to get whatever I need and protect my family, right? Unfortunately, no, and far from it. While guns and ammo are important, I have found that they are not at the top of the food chain when it comes to being prepared. Not far from the top, but definitely not at the top. That is why we talked about the mindset and training knowledge, skills, and abilities. Security is super high on the list, but it entails a far greater concept than just having guns and ammo. Let's take a broad look at the list that being prepared truly entails. I am just going to name some of the topics here. Security food, water, shelter, light, fire, bugging in versus bugging out versus getting home, transportation, power, fuel, having a plan, situational awareness, operational security, having medical supplies and training, communications, hygiene, sanitation, money, financial planning, gold and silver, barter items, decoy food and items, 
gardening, canning, freeze drying, having a seed vault, living off grid, self sufficiency, raising your own livestock, chicken, cows, goats, having a mutual assistance group, team, or tribe, group and team dynamics and concepts, morale, and probably another 20 things that I didn't even mention. When we look at all these things, especially as beginning preppers, it looks like it is a daunting mountain of things that need to be addressed, and it is. The realm of preparedness is far and wide. So how do we begin to address these things without becoming overwhelmed? It can be difficult for sure. In today's society, everything is instant gratification. If you could just snap your fingers and make it happen, that would be nice, right? To have it all right here, right now? Unfortunately, that is not the reality we live in. Things take time. We cannot acquire it all right here and right now. Even if we could, would it stand the test of time? Think about all the things I mentioned a moment ago. Now just take one of them and look at all of the specifics that it takes to accomplish one thing. I will give an example. Food preservation. One thing I attempted a while back was waxing cheese. There was a sale at the local grocery store on blocks of cheese. It was a good price, so I decided I needed to take advantage of the sale and stock up. I also realized that cheese, while it can be frozen, does not freeze the best. So I thought there had to be a way of preserving cheese without refrigeration to help the cheese be viable over the long term. I learned about waxing cheese. In order to wax cheese, especially store-bought cheese, you first need to dry the cheese out. So I let the cheese sit out on the counter for 48 to 72 hours and wiped away all the excess oil and moisture that came out of the cheese. The cheese wax then gets melted and the cheese is dipped into the wax or the wax is brushed on several coats in order to seal the cheese in, preventing any further moisture from getting in. This is a several day process. While I was successful in waxing the cheese, I am far from an expert and I'm sure it will take many more attempts at waxing cheese for me to become proficient in the process. This was just one of the many things a person can learn in becoming prepared. The concepts and all of the things I mentioned earlier present this vast magnitude of information and skills that are necessary for a person to learn or have general knowledge of in an effort to become prepared to a point that you feel you're adequately prepared. This can be super overwhelming to people. When I think about all these things, I can see how it could be overwhelming to me too. But there is good news. It doesn't have to be. There are things we can do to help minimize the feeling of being overwhelmed. I mentioned some of these things briefly in episode one alpha, but we're going to take a look at them more closely here. The first thing you can do to minimize the feeling of being overwhelmed is to realize that slow and steady wins the race. You need to understand that all of these things cannot be addressed at once. Remember, this is a journey. We need to be slow and methodical about how we go about prepping. This takes planning and forethought. You need to prep with a purpose and strategically plan how and when you will accomplish your prepping goals. Don't try to do it all at once. Prepping takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. And it takes money to some degree. There are a lot of things you can prep without spending a ton of cash. However, it needs to be purposeful in size and scope in order to be effective. 
Many times, it feels like the world we live in is going to hell in a handbasket very quickly, and there may not be all the time in the world to get everything prepared that we would like to in the short time that we have. As I look back on history, there have been many times over the course of my life that things seemed very bleak. As we look back to the Great Depression, which was before my time, to the great inflation of the 1970s, and the stock market crash of 2008, and who could forget the panic that was presented in the days leading up to Y2K? I guess what I am saying is that while things may seem like they are on the bubble, there is probably no need to panic. These events came and went, and people survived. So don't become so overwhelmed in the current goings-on that you lose your mind in panic. Stay the course and prepare with specific intent and purpose. Be the tortoise, not the hare. Slow and steady wins the race. Starting small and building slowly. Some folks have the monetary means to go out and buy a plethora of supplies all at once to get their prepping stockpile loaded to the hilt. Most preppers, however, do not. They live paycheck to paycheck and have to acquire things over time. And that is the perfect scenario for increasing your preps and not becoming overwhelmed with all the things that you think you need. Remember the catchphrase, two is one and one is none? This is important to remember and will help you as you are building slowly. The concept is basically that if you have an item, that something can go wrong with it. It can break, you can lose it, it can get stolen or taken from you. So make sure you have a second item of the same thing to serve as a backup if the first becomes unusable. Having a backup provides some security for you in knowing that you have something to fall back on. I mention this in this section so that you will look to build these redundancies into your preps as you are starting small and building slowly. As you look to acquiring your preps, when you get something, make sure you account for the backup of that item and then gradually increase your preps over time. One of the things I do is to replace an item that I use or consume, and when I replace that item, I just get one more of the same thing. Example. You make dinner this week for your family, and on Tuesday, you break out the box of Kraft macaroni and cheese and a can of Spam. Not the best meal of the week by my standards, but a staple of many families nonetheless. So the next trip to the grocery store has you putting in your shopping cart two boxes of mac and cheese and two cans of Spam. You just replaced the one you used and got one more set for the next meal. Now, for less than five bucks at your local Wally World, if that is where you shop, you just doubled your food supply for the meal you just consumed. You can do this for everything. Not practically or immediately for everything, but if you budget on many things, especially lower cost items, yes, you can. Recently, I had to go to the pharmacy to replace a package of cough drops I used with my last flu-like cold. So I picked up the replacement package plus one more. Now I'm set for the next go-around. This works with a great many things. Use one box of ammo, buy two the next trip to the store. I think you will find that if you utilize this concept that you will grow your preps and supplies over time without realizing a huge immediate impact to your wallet. Then one day you will look up at your storage and realize, wow, we have that pretty well covered. That will allow you to focus on other things in other areas of prepping. This concept leads us into the next thought on building slowly in that you need to stay within your means. And now, a word from our sponsor. 
The Preparedness Breakdown is sponsored by Iowa Preparedness Supply. Iowa Preparedness Supply provides emergency preparedness supplies, products, items, and training to individuals, families, and groups of all sizes. Any natural or man-made disaster can be difficult to navigate. However, those who plan ahead of time and are prepared have a greater chance overcoming the challenges associated with a long or short-term disaster. Plainly put, failing to plan is planning to fail. That is why Iowa Preparedness Supply wants to get the supplies, equipment, and training you need into your hands at a reasonable cost. We offer items like solar-powered flashlights, fire starters, emergency medical supplies, essential oils, ballistic armor, smoke grenades, less-than-lethal rubber ball and pepper ball guns, water filters, gas masks, and firearm laser training products, just to name a few. We also offer group training in the areas of communications, security, emergency medical, preparedness, group and team dynamics, and firearms training. You can reach us by visiting our website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com, by phone at 712-600-4509, or by sending us an email at info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion. Stay within your means. It is easy for me to sit here and preach about just buying one extra of this or one extra of that. And I know that is easier said than done, especially for those on a budget. Times are tough for people and money is tight. With the recent events that people have experienced in losing their jobs, be it to cancel culture, lack of work, refusal to get the jab, or due to the mandates imposed by their state or employers, the revenue coming into your family may not be what it once was. I know this firsthand. So staying within your means is even more crucial today than was even two years ago. The important thing to realize is that while all of these preps are important, it is also important not to let yourself go into debt to acquire these preps. You need to prep within your budget. This means one, having a budget, by figuring out your normal expenses and covering them first, and then using any excess to fortify your preps. If there is too much month at the end of the money, you will need to refigure things and look where you can cut some cost and reallocate funds to cover your prepping needs. Nobody said prepping was going to be easy. It isn't. Quite to the contrary. It is demanding and requires sacrifice. If you have the money to be able to get all the preps you need, and still enjoy the finer things in life, like taking vacations and trips, buying that hot tub for the backyard, or investing in that extra AK-47 and a pallet of 762 by 39 for it, more power to you. Go for it. I'm super happy for you. The reality for the rest of us is that we need to stay within the confines of our budget and not go off the deep end, incurring mounds and mounds of debt to do it. We need to stay within our means. One way we can stay within our means is to take heart to the next concept. Prioritize your preps. We just talked about building slowly and staying within our means. In order to do that, we need to be able to prioritize our preps. With a limited amount of funding coming into our pocketbook, we need to make sure we are getting the most bang for our buck when it comes to the preps we purchase. To do this, 
You need to ensure that your dollars go to the most important preps for you based on your own specific needs and situation. Each of us has a different set of circumstances and needs. Some things I already have and you don't. Some things you have and I am in dire need of. But in order to make sure you are getting the things that are most important to you requires you to prioritize your preps. This means you list out, in order of importance, the things that you are in the most need of. This is your priority list. You work on the top item of the list first and make sure you have that covered. Then you can move on to the next highest priority. Trying to address multiple items on the list simultaneously will spread you too thin and will not be effective for your long-term prepping situation. It is much better to prioritize and execute on the items of the list in descending order and move from one item to the next in order of importance. I would encourage you to sit down and create your priority list as soon as possible so that you can start working on that list. It is one of the best ways to get organized and keep from getting overwhelmed with all the things that you know you need to acquire. Prioritize your preps also is an important way to figure out the other aspects of your prepping needs aside from the physical preps. In this regard, I am talking about training and knowledge that you need to acquire. Example, do you have a medical kit, an IFAC, or individual first aid kit? Do you know how to use the items in that kit? Are you spun up on knowing how to apply a tourniquet or a chest seal? Do you know how to insert a nasopharyngeal airway or pack a wound with a hemostatic dressing? If the answer is no, then some medical training might be in order on your priority list when it comes to the training, knowledge, and skills section. You can keep training, knowledge, and skills on a separate list from your physical preps, but I have found it is best to integrate them into one comprehensive list. Don't forget about family members either and what their needs are and how that fits into your priority list. When you create your list, create it with all the specifics surrounding your particular situation. Remember, this is your list, not the list of your next door neighbor, your brother or sister, or your prepper friend three counties over. They should have their own specific list. Their list should and will be different from yours. Maybe some collaboration will help you satisfy some of the items on your list and theirs. Speaking of collaboration, I would like to introduce another concept of not getting overwhelmed that I haven't mentioned yet. Having a group or team will be discussed in a future episode, so we will cover that portion of collaboration when we get to that future episode. But the collaboration I would like to discuss now is having a prepping partner. Think of this just like the buddy system. Someone you can bounce ideas off of, use as a sounding board, and prep with together. It seems logical that this person should be someone you are closest to, a husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, adult children, or it can just be a good buddy that you share a common ideology with. The main thing is that you share your thoughts and processes with them and they you. Having someone to go on the preparedness journey with will make it that much more enjoyable and help ease the burden of you trying to go it alone. This will also help you stay away from feeling overwhelmed with all that needs to be addressed. It also works well to share preps and helps prevent duplication of effort. Just get yourself on the same page and prep together. I will offer one word of caution here, especially when it comes to prepping with a significant other. 
I made a huge mistake when I was prepping with or for my ex. I was the one that was the most knowledgeable about prepping, so I handled a lot of the preps myself. I put together our bug out bags, I arranged all of our supplies, and made sure we were good to go if we needed to. In my effort to provide, protect, and keep her safe and prepared, I failed to ensure that she knew all about the preps I was handling for us. This became abundantly evident one day when she asked if we had item X, which my reply was, yes, there are two of them in your bag. This is when it occurred to me that she had absolutely no idea what was in her bag to begin with or how to use the items that were in her bag. Prepping together works if they are prepping with you and not just going along for the ride. I learned they have to be doing these things for themselves. They need to be learning the skill sets that go along with the equipment, and they have to know about all of these things personally. It does us no good for us to have a shotgun if she doesn't know how to load it and fire it. If something were to happen to me, or if something were to happen to you, your partner needs to have know-how to pick up the slack and carry on. If not, then what good are all your preps for? And that will bring us to our kit collection segment. In the kit collection segment, we select and review one or more items of kit or gear that is a good item to have as part of your collection of prepping items or preps. So when I say kit, I am talking about all the gear, loadout, clothing, equipment, and preps that you have and will acquire and can use in an incident should one occur. Kit collection. The item we have selected for today's kit collection segment is the Sawyer Mini Water Filter. When it comes to personal water filters, I used to be a huge fan of the LifeStraw water filter and placed them in my various preparedness bags and supply kits. The LifeStraw was developed to help provide clean drinking water for disadvantaged people, primarily those living in third world or developing countries. The LifeStraw filters water from 99.999% of bacteria, parasites, and microplastics and filters up to 1,000 gallons of water at 0.2 micron pore size. I have nothing negative to say about the LifeStraw, and they have done good work around the globe in providing clean and safe drinking water to millions of people. So if not the LifeStraw, why go with the Sawyer Mini? The answer is simple. While the LifeStraw is effective, I believe, in my humble opinion, that the Sawyer Mini, and all of the Sawyer filters for that matter, are far superior. The Sawyer Mini was developed with backpackers, hikers, individual use, and emergency preparedness in mind. Like the Life Straw, it filters 99.999% of bacteria and parasites with 100% of microplastics. Where the Life Straw filters 1,000 gallons, the Sawyer Mini filters 100,000 gallons. And with the pore size of the Life Straw at 0.2 microns, the Sawyer Mini has a pore size of 0.1 micron absolute. This means that it filters down to half the size of that of the Life Straw. Given the massive increase in volume of water that is capable of filtering and the pore size comparison, it is reasonable for me to deduce that the Sawyer Mini is a superior product. There is only an approximate $5 difference in the cost of the Sawyer Mini over that of the Life Straw. In my opinion, you just get a ton more bang for your buck with the Sawyer Mini. We recommend that you carry one with you at all times and to have a backup. 
Remember the whole two is one, one is none thing? Put one in your bug out or get home bag and extras on hand for every member of your group, team, tribe, or family. If you are interested in purchasing a Sawyer Mini personal water filter, they run $24.99 each and they are available in several different colors on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com. A link to the Sawyer Mini page on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website has been included in the show notes listed in the episode description. So today, we covered not getting overwhelmed by this vast and ever-growing world that we call preparedness. We talked about how slow and steady wins the race, building slow and staying within your means, we covered prioritizing your preps and having a prepping partner, and we introduced to you our second kit collection item, the Sawyer Mini Personal Water Filter. I hope this was informational for you and that you can apply it to your own situation. All right, well, that will wrap it up for episode four alpha. Don't get overwhelmed. If you liked this podcast, I would encourage you to like and follow us. You can help us keep this podcast going by making a donation on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website or by joining the P38 Club on our Patreon site. Subscribers will have access to exclusive content and specials when they become available and will receive a monthly discount equal to your subscription amount for purchases on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. That gives you the opportunity to get back your subscription fees while still enjoying exclusive content and access. You can find us on Facebook, Bullhorn, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, Listen Notes, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can visit our website, thepreparednessbreakdown.com, and hear us via the embedded player at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your neighbors about this new podcast dedicated to preparedness. You can also reach out to us by sending an email to info at thepreparednessbreakdown.com. You can find links to our websites, Patreon, contact information, and other show information in the show notes listed below in the episode description. And that will do it for this episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Until next time, stay vigilant, keep learning, and keep preparing. <laughs>